The I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Well, hello there, John Taylor. I can't believe it. It's been a week since we've podcasted. I know. Well, it's okay. We're just getting into the flow of it. You guys got to talk about gay pride. I know. On Monday. And so I didn't. Do you mind a little catch up for oh, me? Oh, no. I want to hear the Shankar stories. Oh, my gosh. I had. I really had the best pride in, in a long time. Why was this the best pride? I've had that uh, said a number of times from people. Well, I, there's a lot of reasons. But, I mean, among the first of them is Ron DeHart. I know we all just keep saying it. But there's a good reason for it because he does a great job and he's grown it carefully so that I mean it used to be so little towny and that was super charming about it as much as we like to think it's still like our little village it was a full tilt pride yeah all the stars all the lights and bells and whistles days and days of festivities a really long parade like 257 contingents or something close to two it's in that neighborhood Yeah. yeah which was again i would say for short attention span theater like me it was kind of long but I got to ride with Dr. Laura Rush, who just won Doctor of the Year, by the way, um, in Palm Springs, and her big Harley, and she was all in full leather with, across the back of her butt, it said raw, which I'm not even sure. (laughs) I didn't even ask. I couldn't take my eyes off it, but I kind of didn't ask. But she did it upright, and I got to ride with Dykes on Bikes, a bunch of local girls. And you were the lead off of the parade. The whole parade. You were leading 260 units. She was the pace bike. Yeah. Right. And I got to say, for all of you who have never ridden, I've probably ridden Dykes on Bikes 20 times, but it is always exhilarating and i've been the pace bike one other time riding with the woman who created dykes on bikes this was my town and to be really at the front of it you're the first one to try and make the people on the sidewalks yell and i was like fist pumping the whole time which is difficult because inevitably she goes rin rin and the bike like uh you know, jolts a little bit. She was trying to get a hug. I don't no know no wheelies. No wheelies. But, <laughs> but all was, that power between your legs. It mm. was pretty, that vibration. But the thing <laughs> is, it's only like a seven-minute ride when you're the first person. So being Dykes on Bikes with uh, Laura Rush was a blast. And then I ran back and I hung out with a bunch of people. And Jackie and Christine, who were also in Dykes on Bikes, owned that UPS store yes. right on the main drag. Yeah. And so they had a little, like, hospitality. They had food and drinks and stuff. And anybody who wandered in. At the UPS store? I'm telling you. Anybody. uh, Donna Sachet wandered off the streets. A very famous drag queen from from San Francisco. And they offered her a little glass of wine and a little crudite. But there were seriously people who pushed all the way through the crowd to mail their package. Oblivious to what day it was like it was fun to watch the straighties walk into the middle and it i'm sure it took them 30 minutes to to get to the store but you know it's mom's birthday you gotta get your package to the ups that's right and then across the street there's this other lesbian who owns a shop kind of kitty corner also on palm canyon called mars creations and she also had a whole party now here's something i didn't know about she is a storefront on Palm Canyon on the east side of the street and we weave all the way through her store out the back 
there was like a speakeasy out there with drinks and women were smoking cigars and everybody in their, you know, biker outfits were all hanging back. And there's like an alley and yards and little pastures behind all those buildings on Palm Canyon that I had no idea that stuff was there. The secret underbelly of gay Palm Springs. It was the side boob, actually, yeah, the not side the boob. underbelly. I enjoy a side boob. <laughs> well, yeah, I was so proud. To see you on that bike. You whizzed past me. I didn't get a chance to take a picture, but you did get pictures. People did take them. Yes. I was at the end of the parade route where it makes the bend. Yes. Where everybody's coming at you. I oh, staked out a spot cool. with my friend Jesse, and, and it was it was really, really the greatest pride parade I've ever seen in Palm Springs. The whole festival, like you said, Ron Hart gets the credit with really leading a great organization of volunteers. And, it you is know, a big job. And everybody in every business, it doesn't matter what whether you're yep. the UPS store or you're a drag queen working yep. a, a bar or if you're, you know, support staff at a hotel, everybody by the end of these, you know, four days is wiped out. Well, and I really, I probably, like I'm always involved in a lot of stuff, but this year on Friday morning, I went to the Pride Luncheon that was at the Avalon, which is just such a gorgeous hotel property and wandering through the grass and the lawns to this beautiful little breakfast. And and then Friday night, we both went to the Art of Pride. Yep. And that used to be kind of attached to White Party Weekend in the early days. Yes. And they moved it into Pride and just one more Pride event, but it was beautiful at the museum and, you know, people drinking and schmoozing. And I had a VIP tickets to the downstairs. Oh. And they just put the little bracelet on me because I'm old. I've been here 21 years. They just assumed. Yeah. So, but I kept trying to go down to the VIP party and the door guys like blocking wouldn't <laughs> let me in. They just kept, they knew that I'm low trash. Right. And they kept turning me away and saying there was no party downstairs. Well, it may be because you had been seen earlier with me. See, I know you're taking my value down. I could be. But it was you that told me that there was a party downstairs after I'd been told no by the doorman a number of times. Oh, I knew there was a VIP area, and I I know I was turned away. I guess I hadn't really flashed the wristband. By the time I got down there, there were four people there, and I had a free drink by myself sitting by the art. I was like, dang it, I'm in the VIP lounge. (laughs) Alone. Alone, yes. I'd rather be with the great unwashed. Well, and that is where I wound up in yeah. the end. Back with the, you know, the people. I got to host the HRC Garden Party, which is kind of a little fancy pantses get together. Yeah. I would say, at the risk of being myself, that um, HRC is probably the organization that has the most rich white gay guys in it of any gay organization in the country. Philanthropists. Right. That happen to be like rich white gay guys. Mm-hmm. And a few, they have a her event for women. Yeah. And those are kind of our rich lesbians. I've been to the her events a few times. And what you feel good about is that that community is taking part of their pride and they're contributing. That makes me feel good that, you know, when you want to say, oh, you're just some entitled rich white gay guy, that they're there sitting there having a lovely cocktail in a lovely environment. And paying big bucks. They're putting their money where their mouth is and they're making sure that that money goes to overall human rights. So Now, I heard that you killed. I heard that your (laughs) jokes went over big time. Was there anything that went over like a lead balloon? I don't usually suffer from too many of those, but my favorite sentence was Alex McCune from Gay Desert Guide. He came up to me the next day and he said, 
you really killed it at the HRC thing the other day. He said, I was standing out in the audience and some man was standing next to me and he said, wow, she's funny. She should try comedy. (laughs) (laughs) She's a comedian. I know. Alex was like, in case you don't know, that is what is happening right now. (laughs) She is doing comedy. So that's always one of my favorite compliments is, wow, you're funny. You should try comedy. Try comedy. So I take that as the biggest compliment of the day. She tried and she killed. And then I, I officiated a wedding. I And then after the HRC event, I went to the women's EQCA event and they had asked me to host it and I was told them I'm going to be out of funny by six o'clock that night. I just, I, I, so I went to the party and I enjoyed the event and so you just lots got to be of beautiful, gorgeous women. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty fabulous. Did you get any numbers? Wow. Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I got no numbers. I got no action. Actually, I did a, a teensy tiny bit of side eye flirting the kind that no one notices but me but mm-hmm. i i did it that's called stalking I, no it's not <laughs> you did a little hey <laughs> a little across a crowded room i actually uh met and had a long conversation with michaela gordon from uh we are channel q nice and she was super sweet my friend jay rodriguez was in town and he was hosting a lot of the stages and so was she and they were getting in line for Pride as well, and he had some sort of big butterfly wing outfit, and he came flapping at me while I was climbing on the motorcycle, and I almost got a little raid. I had no idea what was happening. There's a giant insect coming. Oh, no, it's Jay Rodriguez. And his little cute face uh, mm-hmm. was screaming. And then my Pride weekend ended as the last 10 Pride weekends have for me and our little circle of family friends, Pat and John and Jerry and Blake and all of us, just like we have every other year, we get into John and Jerry's swimming pool about five o'clock and have those final cocktails and everybody tells their stories and their pool's always 90. I call it grandpa soup. I like that. But it's a lovely way to end Pride. My Pride was fabulous. I lived near the uh, main, one of the main stages. So my house was the hospitality drop-in center. And so uh, drag queens would stop by. I can't, I can't wait in line for the bathroom. Oh, go upstairs. Help yourself. Oh, perfect. It's a service that I do for my friends. Right. Give them a a bar that you don't have to wait for and a bathroom that uh, is not made of plastic. That is a hot commodity. You really are across the street from all that, too. So Yeah, so that's why there's glitter all over in every nook and cranny and place on this. And you're going to get up from that chair and there's going to be glitter on you. I always say after a gay cruise or a gay pride, there's glitter in my poo for about a week. So Palm Springs Pride, we toast you. You did a damn good job. Pride is put to bed, and of course we had an election in uh, the city of Palm Springs this mm, week. Yeah, very exciting turnouts too. Yeah, and we've got one of the newest members of the Palm Springs City Council with us right now. From my very own neighborhood and my district. Thank you for calling the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. If this is Grace Garner, say yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, he's so weird. We're so weird. I'm so sorry. Oh, we're so happy and proud for you. Thank you. You're a bunch of firsts, right? You're the youngest city council member. You're the first Latina woman. You're you're the only one right now who's born and raised here, correct? Right. Well, I, but I'm not the youngest. Christy is younger than me. Oh, okay. All right. That's yeah, surprising. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure where the youngest thing came from, but it seems to have run amok now. I just saw it on the Desert Sun one second ago, so they got their they got their facts wrong. Yeah, I'm a year older than her. 
Ooh, TikTok, man. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> wow, 33. I know. So, Grace, um, for people that are not familiar with the District 1 race, uh, that is a majority-minority district. I think it's 51% of the people in District 1 identify as people of color in, in some way. I think the biggest group that we have there is the Latino community. Right, yes. I'm a Lebaneser, right? <laughs> And you're added to that mix. <laughs> I, I know, just another color of brown. I I think I actually, I met you a few times at events, but about a year ago, I did a little Demuth Park neighborhood um, get together. And it was just kind of a last minute thing. And there you were, you showed up, your mom showed up at our little potluck picnic in the park, and everybody fell in love with you right out of the gate. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> You're also representing families in Palm Springs. I grew up with a, a big Mexican family here in Palm Springs. And so I'm around kids all the time. Um, my cousins have children, and, and they're very much a part of our lives. And, since, and for me, too, growing up here, it's just always been important because I remember what it's like, of course, to, to grow up here, to want to be involved more in, city, in the city, because we want to make sure that we're attracting people yeah. to Palm Springs and we want them to stay here. And, and it also extends um, into the LGBTQ community, too, because I know that a lot of the older folks in that community don't necessarily have kids. But my generation, my LGBT friends are having kids. And so we want to make sure that it's friendly for the new, younger generation of LGBTQ people as well. I think you're right. And I think what's what's surprising is that older generation, I'm kind of one above you, but the generation above me, they do have kids because they got married mm. and they had yeah. kids. And so they have, right? So they have that whole different experience. I think what you're representing is that first generation of gay people who are making families, who are also being brought as gay couples into their families for Thanksgiving right. and Christmas instead of having to like act like you don't have a partner. So what what is it, if you were to, to give like maybe your top two or three things that you'd like to, to see happen and, and sort of uh, actuate as a council member, what's your platform? The big thing for me is bringing more people into the conversation. You know, I think yeah. we make better policy and we do better for our residents when we're including them. And not everybody can get to a council meeting, so we have to think about creative ways to engage people or to encourage them to come to a council meeting. Uh, but then as far as more specific policy, uh, I think affordable housing has to be on the top of our, yeah. of our radar with, with the city right now. It's just becoming... Um, dire throughout California and even the country. And so I think that Palm Springs has to be a place that, that takes the lead on that. And that ties in with homelessness as well, because we, we know that there are people who become homeless because housing prices are too high. So it's, it's a preventative measure. Um, and then, of course, we need to continue the way that we've been going with homelessness services so, as well. So then what is the very next thing on the docket that would move us towards having affordable housing somewhere? First thing that I think we should do is require inclusive housing. So any new development would need to have a percentage of homes be marked as affordable. Miralon was approved many, many years ago, but if when Miralon had been approved, right. they had said, all right, a percentage, 10%, 15%, whatever it was that we, we decided for affordable homes, then we would be looking at a very different project right now. Forgive my ignorance. Something like, I, I didn't even know that that could happen inside of a development. So Miralon is proposed as a fairly fancy pants kind of situation. Mm -hmm. So inside of that development, there would be a small percentage of homes that were more humble and more accessible or the same house that would 
be inside of a program that would make them accessible? Uh, generally, it's a little bit more humble, smaller, okay. not so elaborate. It wouldn't just be like a section, right? These homes are, are mixed in with everybody else. Just accessible. So yeah, a diversity of yep. incomes. We see a lot of people come to this community as refugees from San Francisco. Yeah. And right. so we get a lot of people coming here for affordability. Those days may be numbered. Is there a rent refugee term? I had never heard that, Oh, I've right? had people in my complex <laughs> that's like, hey, well, you're from San Francisco. Yeah, uh, they turned my building into uh, fancy condos and they evicted us all and there was nowhere to go. And then that's the tough part too, is because we are seeing a lot of that. When they do come here, can drive up the, they're helping drive up the prices as well because especially people who sell their their homes in San Francisco or Los Angeles and then yeah. purchase at Palm Springs. Yeah. And so it's hard because it's like, I'm glad that they found a place that's more affordable for them. But we also need to make sure that people who have lived here for a very long time or grew up here can also stay here because otherwise we're just continuing to push people. <laughs> Everyone's just being pushed. People. John and I are volunteering right now to help you on whatever that crusade is. Uh, he's looking at me like you just really? I know. Yes, yes no, no, I have I... just volunteered you so i'm not middle class i'm like upper lower class yeah we will help in any way we can awesome. i appreciate that i think we just have to make sure to to educate people about what it is and really be thinking through all the options so we can think of the best thing grace i'm proud to have voted for you i'm proud to have you as my representative and thank you for spending a little time with i love gay palm springs thank you so much i really appreciate you having me the i love gay palm springs podcast we are on the line right now with the fabulous Brian Gallo from NBC Palm Springs. You know him from Desert Living, his show that he hosts, and, of course, uh, from the Weather Center, keeping us nice and toasty all summer long. How you doing, Brian? All is well, John. I'm good. How are you, too? Doing just fine. I know you're gearing up for a big summit that is going to be happening at the center this Saturday. It's called Brothers of the Desert. Tell us a little bit about this uh, new group. It's basically a group that is uh, bringing black men who are gay, uh, who live here in the Coachella Valley together, mainly A, to network, B, to kind of find a safe place to be able to uh, just be together, uh, camaraderie, get to know some new people here in the desert. That's one thing I'm excited about. Just making those kinds of connections in, the, in your own community anywhere is pretty important. I have to say that in the lesbian community, I mean, seriously, the black women have driven the jazz festival, the women's week, the ha half of the dances. The black women in the community started the women's business organization, and they aren't necessarily black organizations, but they are driven by that community. Mm -hmm. So it's been good for us. I hope it's good for you, too. It is good. What I find interesting is that I've lived here in the Coachella Valley for seven years, and uh, you don't see a lot of black people here, gay or not. It's nice to hear that there is some some folks taking some leadership roles as far as getting involved in the community. Uh, that's really why I jumped at this opportunity. It's important. You know, it is important. And I feel like, you know, I'm obligated to a certain degree to uh, step into roles to speak about my sexuality yep. as well as uh, being black here and, you know, in America and whatever whatever else is needed from me. I feel like, again, it's kind of my duty, you know. So it's a one-day wellness summit focusing on black gay men in the Coachella Valley, and it's going on at the LGBTQ Center in Palm Springs. 
Springs. It's happening this Saturday, and there is an Eventbrite, Brothers of the Desert, bestlife.eventbrite.com. Gee, that's not short. Yeah, we can actually, we'll, we'll actually put a link on our uh, I Love Gay Palm Springs Facebook page so that okay, you can click done. to get tickets. And there are actually going to be a couple of uh, sisters of the desert in there. Ansha Hall and Lisa White are going to be a part of the program. That's also going to include Ron Odom, the former mayor of Palm Springs. We love him. And Dr. Leo Moore. And so they're going to just not just talk about, you know, race uh, and being gay, but it's going to be community building, financial planning, intimacy, spirituality. It basically just covers the gamut of being human. As a black person right. in this well community. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well said. But it's also important that you include uh, the word allies is so easy, but yep. it's not reduced to just black men uh, or a few black women. Anybody and everybody is welcome to come down and just uh, contribute or find something that they can take away from, you know. Fabulous. Brothers of the Desert. It's happening at the center this Saturday, and it's going to be emceed by Brian Gallo. You guys are honorary brothers and sisters today. So thank you. <laughs> See you guys soon. Well, looky here, who's just stopped by the flaming microphones? It's Gay Desert Guide Brad Fur. Well, looky to you too. <laughs> We're all a bunch of lucky losers. So you've got a uh, newsletter that's about ready to be sent out to uh, people all over. And uh, what's happening in hashtag I love gay Palm Springs, Brad? Well, we are speaking with everyone on the weekend of November 8, 9, and 10. Then I'm going to be doing a little theater. Really? But this one is not really, uh, this is not snooty at all. This is Hand to God, Desert Performs. It was a Broadway smash hit comedy by Robert Askins. Runs through the 17th of November. It's like the Exorcist meets Sesame Street. So this hand puppet is taken over, is like an, an exorcist, like hand puppet. And it's a, a Christian kid, uh, Christian puppet ministry, and the puppet starts like oh t- taking him over. It's really, I've seen a, uh, a preview of it, yeah. and I'm going to be in the audience uh, so we can do a little review of it next Wait, week. What night is that? Starts Friday night. It runs okay. through the 17th of November in Palm Springs. Uh, theater-wise, Priscilla continues at the Palm Canyon Theater for another week. They, they did a longer run. This is an official Palm Springs Pride event. Did a longer run because a lot of times people can't get to it during right. Pride. Who can get to everything during Pride you Week. Nobody. It's unbelievably crazy. Uh, and next up is The King and I uh, at the end of November. Okay. Um, also, Leslie Jordan's in town. He is overexposed. He is. And uh, that's that the, name the, the, name the name of the show. It is yeah. the name of the show. It's at uh, the uh, Camelot this week. And he's yeah, also outlandish. outlandish. Yeah, yeah. He, is. <laughs> he is outlandish. Uh, good branding on uh, his case. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Uh, the pups are taking over at CCBC. So if you're into that thing, uh, the pups on the prowl. Is, How many uh, guys did you see in dog masks at Pride this weekend? Luckily, not not many. It's Ooh, not, I saw I, a lot. And the you? tail. Now the dog, oh, the pup tail is I evolving. And they're, some of them are outside of the clothing. Right. I'm just they, saying. They, they're a strap-on tail. Yes, yes. Yeah. There is now a strap-on. But, you know, to each their own, right? It made me mm. want a tail. Yeah. I may go get the tail oh for my no God, reason. Shan. Okay, go ahead with your news. <laughs> well, everybody loves a little tail. Who doesn't like uh, some tail? And I know we talked to Brian Gallo with the Wellness Summit, Living Your Best 
Black Gay Life happening this Saturday. An art affair in Rancho Mirage. If you are uh, into art, near and far artists will be displaying their works and crafts, painting, drawing, sculpture, etc. That's at uh, the park in Rancho Mirage. The Palm Springs or Palm Desert Choreography Festival, the McCallum Theater, is this weekend. And that is an, an unbelievable festival. It really, oh, it's underrated. It's underpromoted. It really is the the dance i've heard people say that they're just brought to tears by watching the choreography the Ooh. dancing that happens at this event that. well you were a choreographer I for many my, many events yeah my share yep uh, wine tasting at the uh, Ace Hotel. And speaking of wine, our friends over at um, hey. V Wine Lounge having their grand opening on Sunday afternoon. So that's going to be fun. Uh, the Palm Springs International Film Festival tickets are on sale. I just met with them last week. Uh, the gala night and the gala movies uh, all happening in January. We'll have more details on that in the weeks ahead. But passes on sale for the film festival for purchase right now. Modernism Week tickets on sale already. Wow. Um, you know, it's just uh, we're, we're yeah, TikTok indeed. Uh, Mary Pickford Theater. There's uh, some great movies going on this weekend. There's, did you know there's a new Terminator movie called no. Dark Fate? That's how excited we are. We have with no Arnold. Idea. Arnold. Is Arnold's back. in the movie. Yeah. I'll be back again and again. I haven't been yeah. to a movie in a while. Again. I'll be back too many times. God. Uh, happy hours this week. Uh, Rio Azul, Mexican Bar and Grill. Happy hour 4 to 6.30. And uh, Friday afternoon, uh, 2 to 6 p.m. Friday through Sunday. And also the Roost Lounge in Cathedral City. Kind of the happening place over in Cathedral City. Uh, they're doing a happy hour every day, 12 to 7 p.m. By the way, the barracks will be under new ownership shortly. I yes. saw that. Yeah, the now, guy from... About Scott Murchison. Yep, Scott's buying that. He uh, he's going to take over the world with his uh, the leather with world. the leather bar. But world. it's really cool. Uh, Marco, who has been running the bar, he's been the manager forever, and he is going to continue being the manager. I he's over that. the moon yeah. about it, and uh, great staff. They're going to be staple. staying. People trust him. Yep, they know he does a good job. Yep. yep, and Scott is like a manager, but he's not a micromanager. Okay, nice. so it's going to be good things for the bar. We are looking forward to that. Eight four nine is one of our two hot deals where's your come on john there you go thank you very much uh you can get an 849 hot deal 40 percent off a gift certificate a 25 dollars gift certificate for just 15 dollars. or you can go over to broken yoke i was there for breakfast over pride weekend busy place um you can get a hot deal there 50 dollars of food and drink for just $35. Such a deal. All these things, plus some great articles on our site right now at gaydesertguide.com. Ellen DeGeneres has got a Carol Burnett Award coming up at the Golden Globes. There's a web series called The Third, kind yes. of a love letter to Palm Springs. We've got an article about that. Created by Matt Lynn. We've uh, got Coachella 2020. Rage Against the Machine is headlining uh, Coachella 2020. We talk about things coming up in the next few months. And then there's a list of 49 things to do in November. So all of that on the website of gaydesertguide.com. That's where we curate everything that you hear as we talk about it each week on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. All right. And as we move on in the podcast, let us say hello to one of the newest members of the Palm Springs City Council, Dennis Woods. Woohoo! Ah, thank you. Woohoo is exactly right. <laughs> That's what your business card will now say. Dennis, congratulations on that victory. Thank you, Brad. It was um, a very long, 
hard, difficult um, process, the first time for a district's election. It was pretty evident. We saw you guys out there on the streets. Actually, all the candidates really hit the pavement. I, I was impressed by that. Indeed, we were. I mean, one of the things of district elections was that we had to hit the pavement. We had to go door to door. And it was very difficult, I tell you, uh, in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was, it was so hot. I was just telling um, KESQ that we were perspiring all over our walk pages at the walk page. <laughs> wrinkled and rumpled. Right, you had third degree burns on your hands from doorknobs in the sun and your knuckles from hitting, knocking on the doors. I'm sure of it. Dennis, yours was a, a pretty uh, decisive win, and you kind of you split the, the vote, I think, between the other two candidates. But obviously, with 55% of the vote, that's, uh, that's quite, a, uh, uh, quite a, a, good, a good lead you had there. Uh, yeah, I would agree, and I would attribute that just to basically having been involved in the city since the time I came here, both with my neighborhood group, the Little Tuscany neighborhood group, for seven years, and then being on the planning commission for oh, two years and chair of the planning commission. After a year I was on it, my colleagues saw enough talent in me to make me the chair. And so I think, you know, just having that type of experience, plus being a urban and transportation planner as well as an urban designer for 30 years and being on executive teams of cities, really, I think, gave me the experience that people were looking for to run a very complex, complicated city. It's going to get more complicated because of, like, the arena downtown. The first week that I'm in office is to step up and start working on some of that stuff, particularly with the arena. What we really need to do in something like that is to make sure that as the arena goes in is that we mitigate any negative impacts, particularly traffic, which is where my expertise lies. Okay. Yeah, where are we going to put all those people? People mover. Are we doing an underground people mover like they are going to do in Vegas? Monorail. We need a monorail. <laughs> monorail. Remember the Simpsons? Uh, yeah. Mono. Don't. Maybe not a monorail, but uh, yeah. No, you've had a lot of experience in this kind of planning, and we're glad you're on the council, and congratulations. Uh, what are you going to do in between now and your first council uh, meeting? When is your first council meeting? Uh, I believe my first council meeting is December 4th. Okay, so you're getting um, right to it. Yes, getting right to it. So I have a month to kind of uh, bone up. It's very interesting because what will happen now for those people, those listeners out there that are interested in getting involved, is there will be three vacancies on the Planning Commission uh, because Grace Gardner also yeah. wanted she is on the oh, Planning yeah. Commission as well. So if people have any interest in urban form or urban planning or um, in just land use regulation, it's a great time to be applying for a position on the Planning Commission. Do people usually come to that job as well with a background in, you know, planning or transportation? You don't want to go learn on the city's dime. (laughs) Right. I'm like, hey, okay, I'll go join the Planning Commission. Uh, No, No. Shan, you're not invited. I think, you know, for the most part, the Planning Commission, you have to understand land use and you know, kind of the documents that regulate land use, at least to some degree. So having had experience in that background, it will really help anyone who goes into the position. But it's I always assume. nice when you have architects and you have urban planners and yeah. you have people that are in the field, developers and things of that nature on the panel. It's always nice to at least have one person with a different voice, like a citizen or something. Mm-hmm. Citizen? Can, I can will... do that. Again, no. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, so you're not looking for a smart ass, is what we're saying. <laughs> exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, I'll just stay in my lane, and well, I'll, I'll let you guys do the, the hard, heavy lifting. Well, and in my lane, I'm always looking for the one funny thing. So uh, I'm 
just like, was there a door that you knocked on that is particularly memorable that was a little bit amusing that you might be able to share with us? Oh, certainly. There's more than one. Um, there was one that was very interesting. You walked up to the driveway, you hit the garage door, and you took a right, and you walked along the edge of the house, and the door was on the far side. Okay. And as you walked along the house on this little front porch, you passed the front picture window. Uh-oh. <laughs> and as I passed that window, that window was wide open. Uh-huh. You know, you could re- there was uh-huh. not even a screen. You could reach your hand through it. But when I rang the doorbell, um, the door, it was at twilight, at, at dead dusk. So the guy opened the door maybe two inches, and I said, hello, my name is Dennis Woods, and I'm here to introduce myself. He slammed the door on my <laughs> face and shut off the light. <laughs> I... <laughs> But the window is open. Right. As I walked past, I thought I could just put my head through the window and say, hello, I'm still here. (laughs) But you didn't? Not. Maybe he thought you were a grinder hookup and it didn't look like the picture. (laughs) He's married. He's a married man. I know, but, you know, he's he's in Palm Strings. He knows. He knows what goes on. Oh, Dennis. Well, again, congratulations. We're so happy to to have you on City Council. Great. I hope I bring some levity to it as well. I you guys have a great levity about yourselves, and I hope that I can bring a little bit of that to City Council with all of the seriousness that it's about. Somebody mm-hmm. needs um, to be there adding a little a little levity, so I thank you for taking that baton. And for being a good sport and joining us here on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, we really appreciate it. You're welcome. I do love I Love Palm Springs. I think it's a great slogan, and we need to keep, <clears throat> keep it going and, and have people have really great experiences here so that they want to come back uh, or possibly even move here. I just think Palm Springs offers so much to so many people and that the quality of life here is just really superior. We're counting on you to make the quality of life even better. Good. I'll take that on as a commitment. Sounds good. Thanks again. Thanks, Dennis. Bye-bye, guys. This has been episode three of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. We want to thank Brian Gallo from NBC Palm Springs, who's going to be hosting Brothers of the Desert this Saturday at the Center. And our two new city council members. Congratulations and thank you to Grace Garner and Dennis Woods. And, of course, Gay Desert Guide Brad Furr for giving us a preview of all the cool things to do in hashtag I Love Gay Palm Springs this weekend. Thanks for listening. We love ya. And so does Beckham the Wonder Dog. I love you. I love you. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs.